Hello there, and welcome to episode 8 of the Game Sharks Podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, squirrels. Okay. I really like squirrels. There's three or four squirrels hidden throughout our house. I Wait, see one from right th- here. There's a squirrel there. There's a squirrel in that corner. There's a squirrel on top of the fridge. It might only be three. Three squirrels. We have a garden squirrel. We have a garden squirrel. There's uh, four squirrels. Are they purposely hidden or? No, we just oh, like okay. squirrels. I th- like you made me like. Wait, what? The, you have four squirrels hidden. I must find them. <laughs> I mean, you could have <laughs> made it a game and gone and looked for if them. If we find all of the squirrels, well, do we get to visit the squirrel factory? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it has to be a golden squirrel. And that vi- one. And video games. <laughs> all right. So today we're going to talk about uh, some different things. We all saw the. Different rodents. Yeah, yeah, we saw the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, so we're, our main topic is we're going to talk about how we felt about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. We're going to talk about other successful and very unsuccessful video game adaptations. We got a couple news. We got five emails, so we're going to so we're going to read off some emails. Some have to do with what we did last week. Some have to do with this, uh, the Sonic movie, and a couple questions scattered in. But to start, uh, we'll go. I'm Jeff, as always, your host. Joining me today is Andrew. Hello. Uh, Derek. Hey. We were supposed to have a special guest, T-Con, but he ended up, uh, he's the biggest Sonic fan I know, but he ended up having a doctor's appointment that ran too long and he was coming from per, like over an hour away, so he didn't get to make it. But his temporary stand-in, for the first time ever on this podcast, my wife, Allison. Hello, Allison. Hello. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. So, Allison is here for one specific reason, and we'll get to that in a second, but to start... Anytime we have a new guest on the podcast, uh, we have a series of three questions that we ask them. <laughs> and this is going to be really interesting because I've never asked you these questions. And I face went from pleasantry to fear <laughs> in half a second. I am nervous. I was not prepared for questions. Sorry. So we'll start with the first question for you. What is your very first video game memory? I'm sure it was pretty late in life for you and you'll probably remember it pretty fondly. No, <laughs> I easily. played games at my cousin's house. Yes. Okay. Uh, probably like we did, did some duck hunt. Ooh. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Duck hunt's a good so, one. Yeah. Probably. Probably some duck hunt. Duck hunt. You what? About what age were you when you played duck hunt at your cousin's? It's a really good question. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll let that <laughs> stew, and maybe you'll figure it out at some point. Our second question that we ask everybody who comes on the podcast is, "What is your favorite video game of all time?" Um. I don't play a lot of video games. I know it's a limited so list, so it makes it easier. Very limited list, so makes it easier. Uh, I would have to say probably Stardew. Yeah, you've, I've yeah, mentioned before that, that it's the <laughs> it's the most played game on my Switch, and I've never played it once. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, all you. So I figured that's what your answer would be. Yeah. And our third question is: Who's your Super Smash Brothers main? What character do you play the most in Smash Bros? Um, what's his name? I don't know. What is what does he do? I can if you explain him, I can I can name it him for you. Reminds me of Ida. He reminds you Captain of Captain Falcon. Ida? Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Captain I know. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to be Captain yeah. Falcon. Okay. I explained that to Andrew. I was like, I bet she's going to say Captain Falcon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. So, yeah, that was nice and quick. I, I didn't think it was going to take very long. But the reason that Allison is here on the podcast today is because she wants to talk a little bit about Ring Fit Adventure, which I've been playing and Derek has been playing. Yeah. And Andrew still hasn't played, Correct. but he thought about playing it. He's thought he real hard. Thought I would real love hard. to be able to play it. I just, like I said, don't have the space. That's true. Yeah. I'm um, making do otherwise. I bought a pull-up bar. Ooh. Oh. Bar Fit Adventure. Bar Fit Adventure. <laughs> I have to convince Nick to let me put it on one of his door frames. <laughs> Good luck with that. So, Allison... Tell me about your experience with Ring Fit, how you feel about it. Is it working for you? G- give me your rundown. What do you think? Um, I am really liking it. I think that 
I don't normally like to work out. Yeah, um, same. So. That that runs in this family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's nice to have something to keep my mind active while I am also being active. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't think that it's like wildly, you know, interesting story. Oh, as a game perspective, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So, like it's like the same stuff <laughs> over and over again, point. that kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's um, a non-factor, right? But it's enough to like keep me interested in what I'm doing. Mm, more than just going for a run outside, where the, the only thing that can keep your attention is either the music you're listening to or the scenery. But if you're running outside, you're most likely running by the same stuff every day, so right, it gets boring. Right. So this keeps you engaged with stats and different attacks and monsters and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I definitely enjoy that aspect of it too. I can't yeah. even listen to music when I run. No, no. Either the my headphone falls out of my ear, or the dongle in my phone, uh, like disconnects, or like you know pauses the music on its own, and uh, I'm like, well, f- fuck this, <laughs> ripper. And so like, yeah. After a minute, I had to take it out. Yeah. So, how, do you feel like it's actually being useful in helping you get fit and any yeah, degree? Yeah, I like am surprisingly having some arm muscle for the first time in my life. A little I don't definition have, you know, there. Slightly less noodly, which is <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, I'm really enjoying it, uh, you know. Sweet. Derek, have you been keeping up with it? Uh, yeah. So, actually, I, I got to, a I think, an interesting point uh, the other day playing where I now have hit a point where I actually have to play the game of it. <laughs> so, you have to actually think about the exercise yeah, you're so using. When I, yeah. When I was going through before, like, just, like, I got to the point where you, like, start matching your exercises to the colors of the enemies mm-hmm. and you get, like, bonus uh you know effectiveness or whatever but it's still at that point like the game's like pretty easy yeah um but just after that point i think you, it's like the th- i think I'm at, I'm at the third world third or fourth world okay and i'm on you know the B- drago the boss fight for that that world or whatever and i keep losing <laughs> um because i'm not using not the, using potions well no i, I I'm, I'm using po- the, the smoothies but I don't think I'm using all my best workouts. So like yeah. some of them are like having like an attack power of like 25 and, and 30. And like there's one, I have one that's like 60 that I had put in, not even like looking at the attack power. And it's like a yoga thing or it's like the, yeah, the, the warrior, warrior pose. Yeah. yeah. And you lean over. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, I have to go back. I'm going, going back and forth, like do that one, do another one, do that one. But I think I'm missing a couple other ones that I've unlocked that have higher attack power. That's like really handicapping me. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. Like I've just been kind of like working out and it's been great and I'm enjoying it. I haven't been really thinking about the game. As a and, game. Yeah. And right. now I'm like, oh, okay. Now I have to like think about it. So I haven't done it yet, but uh, probably tomorrow I'll. I'll hop in and switch um, out some of the yeah, and try to. I I do probably have to buy more smoothies as well. Mm. Yeah. So I got to a point where I actually had to, I had to grind in this game. I went yeah. back and ran through a couple of the levels to level up a few times, unlock one or two new exercises mm-hmm. with higher damage stats, so I could beat Drago. There was a, one Drago fight where I think I lost like two times in a row. Got real yeah, upset about it. Yeah, that's yeah. That, I lost twice yeah. in a row, and I was like, I was like, okay, well, I've had enough of a workout today. Right. So yeah, right. I guess it's I'll do something I'm else. Something wrong, but also I'm done for yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, so you'll get there. I just got to the point in the game where I unlocked a skill tree. Oh wow! There's a skill tree, yeah. and you unlock it to level thirty. I want to say, right? Jeez. Yeah. And yeah, and you can like get all these like little power up things and. Uh, you can have another move slot or yeah. you can make it so your attacks just okay. overall have 10 more damage. It's, hmm. I've been wondering how deep this game goes. It just, it's like it's meant to be an exercise game, but like 
like how far is it just keep going it just keeps you, going like it kind of feels like beat. it goes indefinitely yeah i heard a thing today that said when you beat the game there's a new game plus and yeah, you just okay. go through so you just go through again you probably retain a lot of your exercise but the people enemies get stronger. are stronger that makes and sense. then after that there's a new game plus plus yeah and it, so just, you can just keep playing the game exactly but you don't have to i mean that's good for the longevity exactly right. but you don't have to start again with the base easy right, exercises. Right. you, you have keep, all your exercises yes. there was and a that, period that of time where i was like in the middle of where i am now because i'm you know farther than you um where i was just doing like my exercises that i was doing at the very beginning of the game were a lot harder than i was doing than the exercises that i had listed in the middle of the game that were like did more damage yeah there's definitely some as you go and i think they probably do this intentionally where there's easier ones that feel like cool down so i do wide squats and then i'll do a plank and then after that i'll yeah i'll be like i'll do hip shake yeah where it's not like it's not super overbearing and it's easy and i can keep working out in quotation like keeping active while getting a little bit of a break so i don't over stress myself right and that seems like kind of like the idea like it mixes it that's why you know the even in the beginning they give you some like less strenuous ones right you mm-hmm. know you get the the chair pose which is pretty much pretty i mean it, it is technically you know yoga is technically a little strenuous yeah i guess but um yeah for the most part those ones aren't too crazy yeah they're not too you don't do it for that long and um yeah yeah, yeah cool all right is there anything else you want to say about it Allison? no all right sweet well Thank you for coming on. Do you play every day? I was playing every day. I've, you know, I'm in a break. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, A little sore. She discovered the show Love is Blind. Oh, Oh my God. God. It's a a Netflix show where people, uh, they talk to other people in these pods, but they can't see each other. And then they have to declare that they are getting engaged and then they can see each other. So they're getting engaged after about one or two weeks. Oh, my God. It's chaos this is it's, awful it's, it's, it's terrible and great all the it's the best time. and the worst show yeah. i've ever seen i was hoping it was a show about blind people falling in love but i guess it's not it's that, not that i mean to some degree <laughs> i definitely blind in some probably a little, a little demeaning <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right cool well thanks for coming on allison you were, no, i feel no like problem. you don't have a lot to contribute to the rest of this sure episode don't. so uh you could have seen sonic with us when Coulda. when stardew valley 2 comes out we'll have you on the podcast and you can talk about that in Star Two Valley. Ooh. Boo. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, you can go hide in the bedroom and do whatever it is you do while we record the podcast. Excellent. The next hour and a half. All right. All right. So while we're on the topic of what we've been playing, obviously Ring Fit, let's just quickly touch on any new things we've been playing or any updates on things we've been currently playing. You can go first, Andrew. All right. Yeah. So uh, nothing super super new. I just beat uh, Marvel Spider Man. For the PS4, nice, um, real, real cool. Now that I'm uh, back, when it came out, I had almost zero knowledge of anything Marvel, uh, other than I, I think I'd seen the two Guardians movies. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I hadn't really been versed in the Marvel universe. But then after I watched all of the films uh, during last spring, um, it was super fun to play, and and all the nods to Marvel in general and Spider Man and and uh, and just playing as spider-man in that game was the most satisfying thing in a in like almost any video game i've ever played yeah just swinging through manhattan that game is great it feels very good the story is engaging and fun yeah and it it leaves plenty of room for sequel potential which Mm. is great really hope they make a sequel yeah 
I haven't played it yet. It's one of my several bucket like on my list games. I keep seeing it like on Amazon. Like, oh yeah. Oh, it's thirty dollars. I can let you yeah. borrow it. Yeah. Do oh, you have it? Yeah, I have it right here okay. on well, disc. Yeah, it's super borrow. super quick. I can't borrow it right now because I have too many games to play. That's fair. <laughs> but it's one of the few games where the side objectives are also just super fun to do. Yeah. Because it's just you're swinging around and then a, a little blip appears in your map and you're like, oh, backpack. Oh, yeah. Let me go, go get that. that. I love the, the yeah backpacks and getting the new costumes. Yeah. And, and each All little each just... backpack had a little story element like mm-hmm. oh this was my school books that I left here in case I'm <laughs> running late yeah it's really yeah. good That's all of it was funny. fun uh, cool. yeah so I, I finished playing that I've been playing uh, the original Spire of the Dragon or at least the first game in the Reignited trilogy um, haven't really gotten super much farther in that but it's you know it's Spyro it's it's pretty simple it's basically the same gameplay loop over and over. Uh, so I'm a little more excited to get into the second and third game because Derek, I believe you mentioned either last week or the week before something about how they're a little more, uh, expansive. Yeah. Uh, I mean the first one definitely has its, its own like feel to it, but yeah, the second one and the third one definitely kind of expand upon the game. I think a little bit you, you do, uh, yeah. is it the second one? The third one introduces, I think some side characters okay. that you play as. Yeah. That's the, third one i think uh, or is it the first one or the second one uh, it's one of them that's <laughs> it's for sure one, one of them. them uh i they they blend together in my head but so that kind of like they, they all have like little gameplay different yeah. gameplay elements and that kind of like spruces things up a little bit um yeah. i'm looking forward to that more so than i am beating the first game because i've pretty much at this point gotten my fill of it and every level mm-hmm. is is just like a you know like a different variation of platforming so Nothing super, super special about it. I can see, obviously, how it would attract people in their childhoods uh, yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, I've made a decent amount of progress in Final Fantasy X, and then I've been getting back into League of Legends, which is... You and me both. Oh, yeah. Which is good and bad. <laughs> the first Clash tournament is this upcoming weekend, yes. where you go in with a group of five, and you play in an eight-man bracket go through i think you play three games no matter what but if you come out on top of the bracket you win prizes i think the saturday tournament is a four-team bracket is it i think so uh so it's only two games yeah but then the sunday i think is definitely eight oh so we're doing that with this weekend we got three other friends that we're playing with so that'll be fun yeah we've been getting back in the league i've been wanting to do it since it was announced cool uh, I will. I guess I'll just talk about the things I've been playing. Cause that's everything for you, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm still playing Legends of Runeterra just about every day. A couple games, getting whatever my one. Uh, you get a new challenge quest quest every day, mm-hmm. where you get bonus points if you complete it, and something along the lines of the one I have right now is attack with 15 spiders. So I have a deck that I just threw together super quick that's filled with spiders because that one comes up at least once a week, and I'll just play and. Attack with my 15 spiders. Andrew was watching over my solar. Yeah. Right? I was playing. I I had attacked with 12 spiders, went into a game, attacked with three spiders, and immediately surrendered because it was just a normal <laughs> game. It wasn't ranked. That's because so, the, the game before, he was swinging for lethal with three spiders, and the opponent surrendered before the damage went through, so it didn't count. Oh, yeah, geez. I was really sad about it. So, yeah, still doing that every day. That's pretty fun. I just crafted a new deck. Excited about that. Uh, I've been dabbling and playing a little Smash. Every once in a while, just playing a little bit online. Because I can never stop playing Smash. But the big one is yesterday I finally started playing The Last of Us. Did nice. you start it? I started it and screw you guys. That beginning is heart-wrenching oh, yeah. and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just like, why would you do that to big me? Big agree. Yeah. Uh, so is that what I'm in for for this game? Yeah, I pretty played, much. I played about an hour. I did the thing. I found Robert. 
Uh, I don't know how much you guys remember. It was very. It's the first thing you're following. Oh, yep. What's that woman's yeah. name? Tess. Tess. Yeah, you're following mm-hmm. Tess, and there's just this guy, Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I've done so far. <laughs> yeah. I just started it. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I mean, we're. I mean, the big. I don't know at this point if I'd really call it a spoiler since it's obviously the opening part of the game, but it's something that you. It's best to experience fresh. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So definitely. yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm. I'm excited to keep playing because yeah, it already got my emotions going within the first. I knew once it started, I was like, oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. I'm looking forward to playing it more. Oh, yeah. I like the stealth action that it's kind of going for. Yeah, you'll love it. Joel's ability where he, he can listen through walls mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. it's like sonar like see people. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'll keep you guys updated as I play more of that. But that's all I've been playing recently. Sweet. Derek? Uh, so the big thing is last night I finally slew the spire. Yeah, you sent me a Snapchat yeah. of that. Congratulations. Uh, I'm so proud of you. It was... Oh, I had like just before that round um, or that pl- that playthrough, I had like a pretty good one going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I picked up a, the relic that uh, you're playing as the ironclad, right? Yeah, I was okay. playing as the ironclad that lets you keep your hand after a turn, which whatever I, you don't use. Yeah, which okay. I thought was going to be really helpful for me. But the, and then it just ended up like clogging my hand and, and you, there's a max hand size. Yeah, it like I wasn't able to play as many cards as I needed to, and it just like completely ruined my deck. So I ended up like dying on my way up the the third act. Uh-huh. And so I was like, all right, well I gotta do I, like I'm not doing that again. But like I was feeling good, so I went back in and I had I just had a a great deck. I had uh, two of the um, entrench both. Uh, upgraded all the way. So Which one entrench, is entrench doubles your block. Yes. And I had no attack cards at all, except body except slam. Except body slam. That's the, see, that's always what I've theorized is the best way to play yeah. the ironclad, but it, I never was able to make it work. It took a long time <laughs> to do some battles because I'm just blocking, 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 waiting for my body slam. Okay, ba- body slam this guy. All right, blocking, blocking, blocking. Did you end up getting the relic that made it so you didn't lose armor in between turns? Yeah, uh, no, but I had barricade. The pa- There's a power card barricade that like... It does the same thing. It does the same okay, thing. Okay, yeah, that's so super important for that. That was also like a, the small flaw in my deck was that I had to wait for that card to come up before I could really do anything special. Yeah. Or at least before I was like safe mm-hmm. because I could I, potentially I could take damage before that but at, once i would play that card then i'm just building up block you know so like my final hit on on the on the uh the heart was like 1000 yeah you showed me like that insane <laughs> just like jeez that's nuts uh so yeah that was i was really happy about that now i'm like all right now i gotta go through and um do the i think i'm gonna do the defect next the defect is the one that i beat the yeah. game with i slew the spire uh power cards just yeah all I, power cards and hope you get the relic that makes it so whenever you play a power card it channels the lightning and you'll be golden you'll be good to go um and then i i've been trying to dig into monster hunter world to finish up that and then dive into the uh the iceborne expansion mm-hmm. um and i'm at the last part of the game um but it's kind of like you have to like uh you have to track down three elder dragons and then fight each elder dragon, and they're in like three of like the main uh, areas in the game. But I missed out. I like didn't do a lot of side quests, so I, I feel like I'm missing part of the like some things that might help me with these battles. So I'm like kind of going back and doing that stuff. Um, but I every time like sometimes I'm playing it and I'm just like 
ah, why am I playing this game? And then other times <laughs> I'm playing it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm having, like, this is so much fun. Why? Yeah. Like, I think it's just like, sometimes some of the monsters are kind of frustrating to fight and then some are just like really fun to fight. And so, because right now I'm like going through like side quests that like come from like the beginning of the game, I'm just like going in and destroying monsters in like seconds because uh, I like my my weapon is so high. Mm-hmm. Um, but what weapon are you meaning? I use the longsword. Okay, uh, which I like a lot. Um, I started. I think when I started playing, I used the great sword, and it was just like too slow for me. And then I was like, oh, like let me try the longsword. And uh, it's just so much fun. Like you like build up your combo meter or whatever, and then you just like unleash a combo. And then um, there's like little things you can do at the end to like kind of spice things up a little bit. One like automatically regenerates your your meter the ne- like the next time, so um, you don't have to like attack as often to get going. It's 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 fun. I'm liking it. Cool. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is I started Final Fantasy VII. Woo! Original. Right. Yeah, the well, original. Yeah, with, no, with the, he started the remake. I yeah, don't know how he got his know, hands on it. Listen, my brain. <laughs> he's got his review code. My uncle really works early. at uh, <laughs> Square. <Square's> stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I only played, like, the beginning of the game. Um, how much is the beginning of the game? Like, like how far did you get? I, you plant the bomb. Okay, so you did the first bombing I, mission? I did the first bombing mission. You go back to the base. Tifa's Seventh Heaven? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what it's called? Yeah. I. Huh. Which is also the name of her final limit. Is Se- mm. Seventh Heaven, Final Heaven, Seventh Heaven, yes, one of cool. those. Uh, and then you're like, all right, let's go off on our next job. And then I just saved. Okay, I so you're on your way to the second saved. bombing run. Yeah. So, okay. um, so I, I, my goal is to just finish that before May. The right? whole game, or just April tenth, Midgar. April tenth. Yes. No, the, the whole game. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess at the very yeah, least, yeah, at the very least. But that's only that's right. It's only like six hours. You said it took me six hours, and I very much know what I'm doing. Yeah. So I yeah. think on average so, it takes eight to ten hours for people who've never done it before. My my goal is to finish it before the remake comes out. I I if I don't finish it, I won't not play the remake because obviously I hope I'll, I'll probably be past Midgard by then. But do you yeah. have the uh, the Switch version with the times three speed button? No, I, I downloaded the PS4 version. Ah. Does that have a times three speed button? I don't know. Inferior. I'll have to look. <laughs> I don't think it does. Interesting. Well, that's the only way I was able to get through that game. Yeah. If you need any help, let me know because uh, <laughs> I the, got it all up here. And, yeah. <laughs> my brain's like a living strategy guide for Final Fantasy VII specifically. Specifically, Final Fantasy specifically. VII. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything else? Uh, no. That's that's been about it this past past week. Sweet. Okay, let's move on to emails. We have. One, two, three, four, five emails this week. Woo! Some of them are pertaining to what we talked about last week. Some are pertaining to Sonic. We'll read those later. But to start, uh, I mentioned on the show last week, uh, an old friend of mine, Dan Santos, I brought him up during when I was talking about Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. He listens and he sent an email. So I'm going to read that right now. Jeff and his cousins plus friend. (laughs) (laughs) I love this podcast. Since I started listening, it's been my preferred way to learn something new about the gaming world. The the last two episodes really overwhelmed me with nostalgia. I can't really express how stoked I was to hear my name on the last episode. As soon as you mentioned Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, I was like, (laughs) dude, I love that game. I tried to do that in my Dan Santos voice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I pre-ordered along with Boktai and my Flame Red Game Boy Advance SP. Thanks for the mention. That made my day. The sword you were thinking of... So remember how I was talking about the sword you could scale in? Yeah. He said the sword that you were thinking of was Sequence. There was only one you could win in the game 
because each time you got another, it would just add its stats to the weapon. However, I remember using Game Shark to bypass the restriction and then <laughs> gave a dual wielding unit two of them. That's us. Shout out to us. We are Game Shark. <laughs> My warmest gaming memories are probably all those Halo 3 land parties where we drank copious amounts of limited edition Mountain Dew game fuel. Can't wait until <laughs> next week's episode. Dan, P.S. I still have your Golden Sun DS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that was. What, freshman year of college? Sophomore year of college? I got it, Golden Sun. I don't remember the name of it. Dark Dawn? Dark Dawn, yeah. <laughs> and I let him borrow it. And then, yeah, <laughs> I guess he still has <laughs> he still it. Has so, it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out to the podcast, Dan. I miss you, buddy. If you want to come to our uh, Halo land party that we're planning for Pi Day, I'll uh, send you a message or something. And it'd yeah. be great. We'd love all to see you. And Yeah, I've never met you, Dan Santos, but I've heard many a tale. Many a <laughs> tale of Dan Santos. So yeah, if you're interested, uh, let me know, and we'll uh, I'll send you an invite to that. That'd be really fun. Everyone would love to see you play some Halo. It'd be great. Okay, so the next email is from. Let's do. We're hearing back from Steve, who we heard from okay. for last week. Steve, Hello, multiple Steve. time emailer. <laughs> Steve said, "Hello, Jeff, Adam, Derek, Andrew. <laughs> Sorry, Adam's not here. <laughs> do you think you are discussing and theorizing about Breath of the Wild two too much?" Game of Thrones and Star Wars fans did that and were wildly disappointed with the conclusion of their series. Just a thought. I like hearing about Breath of the Wild. My top three influential games as a child were number three, James Bond 007 Nightfire. Oh, okay. Number huh. two, Pokemon Yellow. You said, I received a Game Boy Color and Yellow bundle for Christmas. And number one, Backyard Baseball. Oh, oh I played Backyard Baseball. I, I think oh, everyone classic. played Backyard really? Sports. Wow. The everyone. kid, was uh, Jose, was he the kid in the wheelchair who was actually the best character in the know. game? Uh, I don't was remember. I remember Pablo Pete, Sanchez. Pablo, Pablo Sanchez. Was the best. Oh, Pablo Pete, was good. Pete Wheeler. Pete Wheeler was in the wheelchair, I think. He he might not. Oh, he <laughs> might that have makes been, a little too much sense. <laughs> he might have been the fastest character, I think. He had a stat that was better than anyone else's. I specifically remember. So, uh, um, Steve completed the the Gen 1 color palette with yellow. He sure did. I had blue, you had red, Adam had leaf green. <laughs> <laughs> so in regards to Steve's question about us talking about Breath of the Wild 2 and kind of hyping it up and having these theories, I don't think that um, it's kind of the same as the Star Wars Correct. fans and the Game of Thrones fans. So the difference between that... Uh, the people who are fans of Star Wars and Game of Thrones who hyped it up and then were disappointed and what we're doing with Zelda is that in the end, we can be wrong about what the story is and what the gameplay is and we'll still have a solid game with good gameplay. Yes. Whereas the people who were disappointed with Star Wars and Game of Thrones, it's just that story and that's it and they're disappointed forever. We're, it's highly likely we'll still get something good. It's very unlikely we'll get a disappointing game, right. even if it's not what we thought it was. Also, there's and so much more source material with Star Wars and Game of Thrones. Like, Game of Thrones, obviously, it's based off a book series. Star Wars had, before the Disney buyout, had all the legends, uh, like, uh, canon that... Already expanded on all the stuff that, you know, Disney's. So there was, you know, like there was a lot that people were like, people were already disappointed when they announced they were retconning all of that. It was, you know, it was like, so yeah, Breath of the Wild, like all we have is the first game. I mean, yes, Zelda has like history, uh, history, but every game is so unique yeah, to this itself. This they don't rely based on, on each anything. other. Right. Yeah. Like this will be the, well, I guess the second ish sequel to a Zelda game. If you think about it, but yeah, so like, you know, we can hype it up all we want, but in the end, 
we're still going to get a game that's really worth playing, and the, the, even if we were wrong yeah. about it, I, I think, feel like we're, we're also not, we're not really hyping up the story. We're hyping no. up the the gameplay itself. Yeah, we don't know anything about it whatsoever, other than that it, it will use the Breath of the Wild engine. Yeah, and the fact that it's obviously being a direct sequel, it's going to take mechanics from the first game, which we all uni- mostly universally <laughs> right, <laughs> agreed are great, <laughs> and expand on them. So, yeah, I, I don't think they're comparable, and I think I think it also comes down to the individuals uh that's true you know a lot of star wars fans and i assume also game of thrones fans are very vitriolic uh when things don't go their way whereas we are more open-minded uh and when something happens in the in these games that we might not have expected we're more willing to accept that that is the case and go with what we get also i i I don't i want to say that i don't think video games are are immune in general to this kind of like hype up and then disappointment that's true thing i just think Breath of the Wild kind of falls in in a little bit different of a category. Yeah, uh, it's 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 there's very few Zelda games that are disappointing, and even the ones that are considered disappointing. Like I thought, uh, Skyward Sword was disappointing, but Adam thought it's his right. favorite Zelda game. So you know, as a whole, they're almost all beloved. So it'd be very difficult to make a bad Zelda game. Right. Um. But Steve bringing this up made me go back and rewatch the trailer. Uh-huh. And one of the things on the side was Breath of the Wild 2 trailer reverse. And I was just, okay, why is this a thing? Let me watch it. So I watched it in reverse. And if you watch it in reverse, there's this weird speaking in the beginning. But if you reverse it, it sounds like they're saying, poor Hyrule for Link has found the body. Poor Hyrule for Link is gone. So how is that for speculation? What does that mean? Is does Link die right after that takes place, or something? Link gets captured and you play as playable Ganondorf. So yeah, something. That's so dark. Play high. Poor High Rule for Link has found the body. Poor High Rule for Link is gone. Wow. Again, this could be one of those things where when you play a metal record backwards, yeah, you. John s- is dead, or what is it? Is it yeah, or, I'm not sure what it is. What but it is. Or you, like how Zelda's Lullaby and Ballad of the Goddess are are irreversible. Or are they're opposite? They yeah, are irreversible. you know what I mean. Oh, weird. <laughs> um, but this could be one of those things where once someone says a word, your brain, when you hear right, it, you're right. automatically going to insert the thing that you heard it was. It could be that, but it's. I'll show you guys after. It's really interesting. Anyways, speculation is fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't get disappointed when you're yeah. not right, because you're most likely not going to be right. All right. Cool. Thank you for your question, Steve. Good luck with your surgery. Yes. Steve is having major surgery towards ACL and good luck on that, Steve. I'll see you in two and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one we're going to read is from Jordan of Game Sharks fame. Yes. Well, we're going to read half of his now because half of it is about his games growing up, his three mm-hmm. most influential games. And then the other half is about Sonic. So to start, he said, what's up, gamers? Big fan of the cast. Love those early episodes. Uh-huh. Here are my top three influential games. Because he hasn't listened to any of the other ones. Define my <laughs> childhood. He said, Pokemon Yellow. This was my introduction to Pokemon. It was one of the first games that I ever fully beat. And I remember playing it everywhere that I went. It's totally basic for me to say. But this was the game that made me consider Pikachu one of my favorite Pokemon. Number two was Ape Escape. One of the Ooh, first PlayStation right. games I remember 100%ing, like Pokemon, I clocked in a lot of hours in this game and would literally play the game as soon as I got home from school every day. And his number three, he cheated. He put two. That's not how this works, Jordan. <laughs> he said, Super Smash Brothers Brawl 
Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Well, which one is it? He said, two fighting games that fully brought me into the genre. Growing up, I had Mortal Kombat Trilogy for the N64, but that wasn't a game I had any memories about. Whenever I went to my friend's house, we would play one of the game, one of these games and would have a blast because of it. Not only would I consider this my proper introduction to fighting games, I would also consider this my introduction to the characters in those games. Okay. So those are Jordan's top three games. All right. Cool. Thanks, cool. Jordan. Yeah. Thanks for writing in. Um, okay. Listen so to the podcast, damn it. <laughs> you were on it. All right, cool. So before we move on to talk about Sonic, I just quickly, there's a couple small news things I want to talk about. Animal Crossing Direct happened today. I'm not an Animal Crossing fan. Andrew's not an Animal Crossing fan. Derek, I'm an Animal Crossing fan. Did you watch the Direct? Yes, I did. Okay, so my my take from watching it, (laughs) Andrew didn't watch the Direct, actually. I watched the first 30 seconds, and the pacing just got me right (laughs) off. I was like, nope. So not gonna watch this. I don't really have interest in getting that game, and I'm not a big Sims, yeah. Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley fan. Yeah. Yep. So when I watched it, I just thought to myself, okay, this is Animal Crossing. I didn't see anything crazy interesting or new, but as an Animal Crossing fan and someone who's excited about this new game, what, what did you take away from that? So one of my big uh, worries coming in was that this was going to be a really shallow game and that there wasn't going to be anything to it and this direct basically just got rid of all of that all those worries um sweet the thing that i think grabbed me the most was that uh you basically build the a town from scratch on an island on an island and that that i I was just like well all right well i guess i'm gonna be playing this game for a while (laughs) um yeah just the idea that this, you know, because in the first game, it's like you come into a town mm-hmm. and like you live, you just kind of like move into an already existing town and, you know, make your way through or whatever. And you, you kind of only are focused on building up your your house and then maybe, you know, you can fill the museum and stuff like that and other stuff. Uh, but this is like you come here and then it's like this is your island basically i mean it's not your island but it's tom nook's island yeah you but owe him money you're bells. you're in charge of of placing everything and everywhere you know you're in charge of where the other animals live you're in you like you're in charge of where you live um you're in charge of like it's you know eventually you'll build the museum you'll build uh nook's nook's cranny and and all, somehow you you know You'll build this stuff, but still owe Tom Nook. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but <laughs> you always, Tom, Tom, you Tom always Nook owe Tom Nook. Does all the labor. <laughs> More like Tom Crook. Hey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it just it's, it seems like it's going to have more depth than uh, the first game and more depth than I actually thought it was going to have. And uh, I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, the multiplayer kind of disappointed on that end i thought i was hoping that there was going to be a little more to it other than just like hey come look at my town and we can hang out like it's nice that i guess that they, they include the uh the best friends feature yeah so you can have one is there a limit to how many best friends i don't think so i think you just you both just agree to be best friends yeah you, you declare someone as your best friend and then that person has permission to come to your town and yeah do okay. things build things destroy things yeah, so right. I have so a lot of trust I, in that person. I like, I like that because it's like, okay, now now I kind of have a reason to go to someone else's town. Maybe they have something I don't have and I want those resources to, you know, I don't know, make a, uh, and this is just speculation, like a different colored bed or something. I don't, you know, yeah. like maybe I need apples 
or a certain flower that maybe makes a pink bed or a red bed instead of the blue that I have all in my, I don't know, you know, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that, that, I was like, okay, there's a little bit there, but I, I still would love to have like a shared online, you know, a shared town where, or island where like I could play and my friends could play. And when I log on, I, you know, kind of like a Minecraft server, I can see I what my say, friend yeah. did. Oh, look, he just, he upgraded his house and, Put a put a bunch of shit in front. Now he's got like a little barbecue and everything. Where now it's like I, I gotta wait for my friend to come online to go see his town. I kind think of thing. if they did that, I would be infinitely more yeah. willing to get this game. And that seems the direction maybe the series. I don't like they don't really re- release these games that often, but could be going is eventually it might I mean, be a shared world maybe. experience. This is Nintendo we're talking about. So That's true. Their history with online multiplayer has not been great. If you share your switch with other people that's how it works it's a shared world so you and kayla could have a world where say you're at work and she's home or vice right. versa yeah and you can be you can log in and see oh caleb built this new building over here Wait, and, so, yeah and cut down all the trees well, i was using those trees so that's like, great but when that's you live alone cool that's true if you have if you do share your switch with other people yeah uh i don't really share my switch with other you know it's yeah. just me who uses it um which yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm not the complete market that Nintendo is looking for. You're like, you know, they're clearly trying to market this a little more towards as families. A f- yeah, it's a family game. Where, cause, I mean, I remember, like, my, you know, when the first one came out, my sister and I both played it. And so, like, this would have been go, awesome when you were right, kids. Yeah, this would have been feature. really cool. Um, is it true that you could only have one town per memory card in the original Animal Crossing? Yes. So, you had to have another because I remember I okay, yeah. would borrow my friend's memory card to go to his town because he had apples and I had peaches. And if you went to someone else's town and picked all the like what their fruit was, it would sell for more. So like he was bored of the game, so I was like, "All right, well, can I borrow your memory card so I can <laughs> like?" Because I was like, I was like obsessed with yeah. with the game. I would. This was my wake up at six in the morning and go downstairs and play Animal Crossing for three hours before, before my mom school. wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Huh. Okay. I don't know. Your excitement might be selling me on this because I want to give it a shot. I've never played an Animal Crossing game. I'm just not a huge fan of sim-based games. Yeah, but I'm in the same boat. I gave New Leaf a, a try back in the day. I think I got it on sale and then played it for a little bit. I just And then it just fell off eventually. I just couldn't really dive deep into it. I think it has a different feel and vibe than other sim-based games, especially because like, I've played Stardew. And like Stardew is more like management, sim management. You know, you have to manage your crops. You have to manage your relationships with with the uh, the other townspeople. Uh, where Animal Crossing, there's not a lot of management to the game. Okay, there's just kind of like small goals you might be working to, like upgrading your house, paying off your or, debt. Yeah, like building, maybe uh, attracting new people so you can. I don't like. I don't know what you know with the overall gameplay flow is going to be like like how long it's going to take to do everything but like i remember like one of the things i want to do is like i want to find all the fossils to put in the museum so that i have all the fossils in the museum and that's you know it's kind of more yeah it's less there's no management to it (laughs) yeah okay it's more of a collection based thing it's a is it just a glorified collectathon no i don't know it's just a in a way it's animal crossing okay there's definitely a part of it that's collected collectathon i think i need to give it a try because it comes out what march 20th march 20th which is the same day as doom eternal which i probably will not be playing but i know you will yeah uh so so derek you must be very torn 
on this day. Well, I, I'll play both. Well, yeah, but yeah. still. <laughs> Which one do you play first? So what's that? That's three weeks before Final Fantasy? Because that's yeah, mid, roughly mid-April. two and a half, maybe. Okay, so maybe we'll give it a shot. It seems like a very good game to pick up and play an hour before you go to bed. And But the whole thing where it's based on real time is yeah. always a, a throw off for me. Me too. Because what if there's a bug that I want to catch that I can only catch at between the hours of 10 a.m. and uh, 2 p.m., but I'm at work every day and I can't actually do it. You're most likely not going to experience that until probably like way later in the game. Okay. Where you might only play it for like an hour to catch that bug yeah uh and that's kind of your experience with the game is like oh okay like uh i need to catch yeah i gotta catch that bug at night all right i'll play after dinner real quick and i'll go get that bug kind of thing like that's i definitely think the kind of collecting part even if that's if that's even a part you want to explore what that doesn't come until i think later in the game once you've kind of built things up okay and from the sounds of it there's so much other like there's so many other things like you literally can terraform your entire island to be however you want yeah like if that's more your style you don't have to worry about being up at five in the morning to catch the red snapper that only shows up between six in the morning and and three in the morning uh i don't think you understand how much i like bugs though (laughs) i love yeah i I mean i'm just i want to get all the bugs (laughs) um all right I think you might have convinced me to try this. We'll see. I have a couple weeks yeah. to kind of think If you about get bored it. of it, yeah. let me borrow it because <laughs> I, I was planning on picking it up to give it a shot, but I don't think I am anymore. It was mostly we were – I was a little bit torn too because I was originally going to do it uh, for the channel, but now we're not doing the channel anymore. Uh, and then I also learned about the, the fact that it's only one island per switch, yes. which kind of didn't make me happy because if I was going to get it, I wanted to have – both my own world and one for the channel mm-hmm. um but when i learned that that wouldn't be the case it also threw me off quite a bit uh but i don't know the more i think about it the more i just don't think it'd be a good idea to pick up uh it's another one of those things too where i don't like playing games that have no defined end goal uh unless this i'm is like definitely one of those unless yeah, i'm like yeah, really yeah. really into it like league yeah. or something like even legends of runeterra i you know i was so hot on that game for a couple weeks uh, and I just I haven't played it in a little while just because like I feel like I'm doing the same thing every day and like mm. and there's nothing I'm really working towards so that's true so yeah you guys will definitely have to let me know how it is for sure we'll see uh, <laughs> I'm up in the air if I'll pick it up or not but we'll see but Derek will, I am definitely going Derek to will let us know and I am definitely going to put a lot of hours and into this we'll game. make sure we have another person who's a big fan of uh, Animal Crossing on when that comes out yep. so we have a couple people in mind we'll figure it out. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, there's two more th- quick news things. Nothing crazy. First one, the Dice Awards happened over within the last week. Yes. Yeah. Did you hear who, what game won Game of the Year from yeah. the Dice Awards? Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Uh, so for those who don't know, Untitled Goose Game won Game of the Year from the Dice Awards over Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and Outer Wilds. So Sekiro didn't even get nominated? Sekiro did not get nominated. I don't know if their window is different. I don't know. Sekiro came out early last year, right? Like March, right? Yeah, February? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. So I want to say, actually, their their window may be different. Yeah, because, because Sekiro is not nominated for any of these things. So that makes me think it's not a part of it. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Because I have feelings, but I want to know what you think. Sekiro came out March 22nd. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's here for Action Game of the Year. Oh, so okay. it just straight so up didn't, didn't, didn't get out. Yeah, I don't... 
Do you think it deserves Game of the Year in not, any aspect? Yes, but not above the other nominees. If if it was like social impact of the year, it maybe. won indie game of the year as well. Yeah, but I would assume like it just became a meme. Yeah, I don't think it's a great game. I think it's funny, enjoyable, but its charm kind of wears off after be like ten if minutes. Goat Simulator won Game of the Year. Too. Yeah, it was like a popular meme for a couple. Of, you Dude, know, I remember year. playing Goat Simulator in school. Yeah, like yeah, this is weird to me. I don't. I don't know. The Dice Awards are always kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's fair. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're just trying to do something different. I don't know. People, I guess, a lot of other people I've you know heard speak about goose game on the internet have been way high on it comparatively but the thing is i don't know if people are high on it solely because they think it's funny or, or like are it, those or because it's actually a good video what game. percent of those people played the entirety of this game and come out thinking that's the best game i played all year oh probably very 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 low. i bet these people have played 10 to 30 minutes of it and be like this game's amazing and then never touch it again that's all what right. i did <laughs> or i i played for 10 to 30 minutes thought wow this is great went back played a couple more levels of it and i'm just thinking okay this is it's it's worn it's welcome it's fine yeah so game of the year yeah i don't think it should be yeah up there it's just weird to the me. other nominees uh one thing i did want to point out is that outstanding achievement in game design baba is you one nice which is sweet that's yeah. cool. cool that's a great uh, yeah i would agree See, with that one that's a cool yeah. achievement in game that's like a, it's a really cool game but like another like fire emblem didn't even get nominated again no like yeah. This is a shame. That one best strategy slash People simulation are, are game. sleeping. Yeah. All right. So I just want to get your thoughts on but that. Death Stranding. That come on. I'm not crazy. Uh, the last news thing, and this is more of just uh, us official take, endorsement. Yeah, yeah, us taking a stance is Atlas says that if if people want persona 5 on switch they have to keep fighting for it all right which i don't understand because people have been fighting for it for a while and it will sell uh probably gangbusters it's crazy so this is the game sharks podcast officially saying that we want persona 5 on switch make it happen atlas make it happen <laughs> i mean persona 5 scramblers already came out that's true or is coming out on the switch either one i thought it was out. i don't remember i don't remember either but anyways yeah Put it out, please. Yes. You have our blessing. Please. <laughs> Even though I already pre-ordered PS Persona 5R for the, for the PS4. You'll still buy it on Switch. Maybe. Okay. So that's right. it for news. Let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. and The movie. And, yeah. and video game movies. And, all right. Let's take this break. We got to go fast. I don't know if I can. Get it. Alrighty, we are back. So we all talked, or sorry, we all watched the Sonic the yes, Hedgehog movie. Yeah. Andrew and I saw it together. We also saw it with Adam and Jordan and Tikon, who were Tikon was going to be here. Ripper and yep. Tikon. Uh, Derek ended up seeing it on his own yesterday. Lame. <laughs> so I know Andrew's uh, general thoughts. General thoughts on this movie. So Derek, tell me, what did you think of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Uh, um, for some reason. I feel like I'm going to go see the next one. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Like, despite... I, uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. okay. So, what did <laughs> well, I feel yeah, like? Yeah, we'll get into it right now. Movie. So, um, there was a moment in the movie that stuck with me throughout the entire movie, and I don't 
it think it ruined the movie for me. It ruined. Okay, so we're gonna pause here for a second. We're gonna talk about plot things in Full this movie. Spoilers ahead. Yeah. There's not a lot of plot to be spoiled, <laughs> but whatever little like nods towards the games or little things we're if gonna you talk want to see this. like one twist week or one one little spoiler that to talk about and that's about it is yeah. it the, the end credit yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's not even the, for the movie itself so um just be warned if you're very invested in what's going to happen in the sonic the hedgehog movie and haven't seen it yet then don't listen to this and come back after you've seen it <laughs> all right go ahead derek uh what was the moment that ruined the movie for you <laughs> The Olive Garden ad. That was the like end of the, the movie. First no, one? the first one where he says, where he says, like he's talking on the phone with her. Yeah, and he's like, my <laughs> something. My other favorite thing is Olive Garden. When you're there, when you're there. And your family. family. She says, when you're here, and he repeats, your family. I almost walked out of the theater. Did you actually? I like was sitting there, and I just thought, no, <laughs> like. So you can't, you can't be that transparent. So that was one of my biggest things was how All much the blatant product placement. This, the product placement in this movie was sad. The Zillow. So, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So that, that Zillow, first I was like, I was searching for a new okay, house on Zillow.com like, and then right. it shows a laptop and there's just the Zillow homepage. But the Olive Garden thing. But that was amazing really because it me. had it, it had payoff. It had payoff. Yeah, so that at the end, I was like, "Oh, you guys, <laughs> you really." <laughs> so they bring it back, and then like the government gives them a fifty dollar <laughs> gift card to to Olive, Olive Garden, Garden for saving the. Have you day. heard about their unlimited pastables? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, it was both the worst <laughs> and most amazing thing ever. Yeah, they're secretly geniuses. Uh, what else was there? There was a couple other like really. So I mean, there's like the Puma shoes. There's a there's a shot of uh some corona like yep. when the waitress is like carrying beer it's like okay yeah like i feel like there's one other big one that they talked about within uh, the movie. well half well as i say half the movie uh is inside uh tom's toyota tacoma yep. or tundra <laughs> doesn't he which, sa- say that it's like oh my tacoma <laughs> i don't know i think he brings it up at one point he? He, he subtly actually i think at the end of the movie but it by that point it's like not like too no, too yeah too noticeable. obvious it flows well with i think the the script but half the shots are like wide car commercial shots of of the toyota yeah like uh, it's like ah uh, like uh, yeah it was rough you, i i've seen it before you see it in a lot of like the block you know you see it in the marvel movies you, like mm-hmm. but never is it as this is the most blatantly and painful actually, ad placement now that i'm thinking about it i don't know if it's it could be bad in other movies but this movie, made, I think, it this, just because it was so uninteresting like, to me, like I wasn't sucked in by the the invi- like the movie that yeah. I really stood out. Like I'm now, I'm like, maybe I gotta go, go go through and watch the Marvel movies again and see if they like try to fit in any like ads as jokes kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and it just like you, it goes it goes right in and out because you're like focused on like oh yeah Iron you Man care or, about the Avenger oh, well, characters I guess like the Fortnite thing in oh in, yeah the but flossing. it was funny it, like yeah yeah so see, I, guess, I think I think for this movie it fits like you know like in a very like they I think they were really self aware about it yeah like I agree. like it was not if it, it was a different movie and there was all this product placement I think it'd be bad see if he had they hadn't said the slogan. <laughs> <laughs> if they hadn't said when you're here, your family. But I think that's I I took that as the characters poking fun at how dumb of a slogan that is, and they worked it so well in where it's that that 
perfect line of the characters know how dumb it is, but also the writers snuck it in perfectly like this <laughs> ad placement <laughs> where a six-year-old could be like, Mom, let's go to Olive Garden yeah, after this. I, you know? Oh, it was So ad placements were atrocious and yeah. painful. Uh, that aside, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I wanted more weird. Okay. Which, Define weird. Like, I, I, so the one thing I, I didn't like, I didn't like the beginning where Baby just, Sonic, Baby Sonic, like, is from a different planet. Do you, you know that's canon in the video games, right? Say that he's raised by an owl? No, Not that Long, he's Claw, by an owl. Long Claw is a made up character. Long Claw is a made up character. They're so that's what characters. I didn't like Long Claw. Oh, yeah. Okay, like, but I mean, you know <laughs> what I mean. I'm okay with him, yeah, like being from another planet or whatever. But yeah, the whole long claw thing was like, what? well, I don't know, because my favorite of the Sonic um, canon, I don't know, is I, I wanted like uh, Sonic Adventure, where like Sonic's just like walking around and there's regular people. He's also just part there. of, yeah, he's just part and, of the world. Like obviously, there's like he, it is kind of weird that he's there. I want to say like it's like, oh, what, what, why is there a walking or a hedgehog walking around or whatever? Uh, but. I had a good. I came up with a good uh, kind of comparison, um, and now I've lost it. <laughs> That's great content. <laughs> well, for this movie, they had to do like an origin story, right? Right, like, right. Which obviously this is me. a movie, so not everybody seeing it is going to be you know a, a diehard Sonic fan, yeah, familiar so. with Sonic lore. So they had to give, yeah, yeah. And I think that was fine, and it worked. So my my whole thing is, uh, it it felt like they took they took the Sonic world in our reality and tried to push them together. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just wanted the Sonic world where it's also like our reality. So you wanted Sonic to be a seamless part of human society as opposed to an alien that doesn't fit in and yeah, is in isolation. Like, okay. That's I wanna, fair. And that's where I like with, with the ending of the movie and like where things are going, it felt like maybe that's where they could work towards. Okay. Is, uh, yeah. Something like that, which made me. Uh, that's why I'm like, oh, yeah, why do I want why, there to be a sequel to this movie? That's why this movie <laughs> excites me for the future of not only video game movies in general, but for like a potential Sonic cinematic like universe. <laughs> Sonic <laughs> because, cinematic universe. Uh, because like, SCU. because like, you know, in the future they could go and do more scenarios from the games yeah. and expand on the universe. But I think for now it was important to to set those things up. Not only was it an origin story for Sonic as a character, but also Dr. Eggman. Right. Also the, the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't want an origin story. I wanted just right. The story to already be going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah, I think that was, and I, I definitely agree with you, but I also went into it understanding like they can't do that because, right. Because of the general consumer. Also, yeah. And I was, I was like thinking about like, who is this movie made for? Because kids don't really, I feel like there's no, there hasn't been like a prolific Sonic game in, Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania, Sonic Mania was really was really big. But did kids play Sonic Mania? I don't. That's a good question. Think so. I I would say people who played Sonic in the nineteen nineties. <laughs> I guess that's played fair, Sonic yeah. Mania. I know I played Sonic. I Mania. played Sonic. Like, Mania. I did not play Sonic Mania. I don't like Sonic games. Where, like this was clearly like it's a kids movie, but it was like also like for you people that like Sonic. I, I think it did a great job of being both a kids movie on the level of minions where the minions are these goofy little things yeah, that kids yeah. love. Sonic is that goofy thing that kids love, but also Sonic is basically a kid. Like yeah. He's a fast, right? Yeah. He's, he's, he's like, supposed to be a 10 year old in this 
yeah basically in this right. movie um uh, but it also appeals to old sonic fans i know so um i'm gonna read our there first so email. many nods and references <laughs> this is t-con's email t-con loved well, yeah this he's movie. like super super so he said hey it's t-con i thought the movie was honestly great they did sonic so well i thought the voice actor was perfect for him jim carrey did an amazing job as dr robotnik they had a ton of small pokes and nods to all the games which i really loved the end credits spoiler the end credits with Tails was a great teaser leading to a second movie. Overall, fantastic. And being a longtime Sonic fan, it really hit close to home. So as a big Sonic fan, he loved everything that it was doing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And I'm not the biggest Sonic fan, but I also agree with all of the things he said. So like, as someone who, who doesn't care about Sonic at all, I went into this movie with super low expectations. And I thought it's going to be a terrible movie like most yeah. video game movies are. And I came out of it and thought story take it or leave it i don't really care about it yeah but this movie was so funny and yeah. i don't know i don't know it was really stupid funny it's yeah it's jim carrey funny where jim carrey does all these really <laughs> exaggerated goofy things, things and that's what this whole movie was so if you're a fan of jim carrey like this movie it, it, you're gonna like it i I thought it did a really good job, and yeah. I was laughing hysterically. There's so many funny things when they had the Sanic joke in there. Oh yes. my god, that was that amazing! Was yeah. There's so many small things like that that it transcended Sonic fans, and it transcended being just a generic kids movie. It it pulled all of its comedy together so well into this neat package, and I, man, yeah, I yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I, it's not by any means a good movie. The story is the most generic, yeah. boring, pointless. But it's not a bad yeah. movie. It's not no. a terrible movie. Yeah, the, the story is non <laughs> the sto- non sequent non consequential. Yeah, it's, it's like doesn't it's a matter. Non factor, and it it's yeah. fine. It does its job. It's a kids movie, so obviously it's not. It can't be anything complex and going to blow your mind. Right. It has to be simple for kids to understand. But yeah, it was the jokes and the way they nailed the comedy throughout was so good. The end stuff when when uh dr robotnik basically became yeah Eggman. When he, he yep. got exiled onto the mushroom yeah. planet and he was bald and he had the giant mustache <laughs> and the goggles i'm excited for and the- like you can tell he's gonna like go g- gain some weight yeah. yeah oh man i'm so excited for the second movie because we get to see full dr eggman jim carrier and when he's yeah. throwing the, the rock rock <laughs> rock reconnaissance reconnaissance and he's throwing this rock um he's just he's nuts he lost oh man yeah I'm excited for that. So, yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised with how much I laughed at this movie. And it's a movie I'll probably watch again at some point. I'll show it to Allison because she'll probably think it's funny. And, yeah, they're, they're going to make a sequel. This is the best, most, uh, what was it? The, the highest top grossing, grossing video game film. Yeah. Right, yeah. Past. Yes. Yeah, that's insane. So, I'm going to read an email from Adam who. Uh, obviously, we gave the yeah. night off because Tikon was supposed to be here, but we decided to let Adam keep the night off because he's playing Earthbound. <laughs> he needs to finish it for next week. Um, but I'm going to read his email that he sent on his opinions about the movie. He said, hi, guys. So I know you are discussing the Sonic movie and video game movies in general tonight. I felt that like I needed to say that the Sonic movie blew past every expectation I had for it, which I'm sure you will go into more detail about later. I read online that the movie has broken the record for opening releases for a video game movie, beating out Detective Pikachu. Since there are both, since these are both very recent movies, it's looking to me like the movie studios are starting to figure out how to make movies based on video games. Good. I won't go into much detail, but I'll leave that for you guys to talk about. What do you think the studios are finally doing right about movies based on games? 
And are there classic franchises that you would like to see get a movie of this quality? I'll see you guys next week. And in the meantime, I'll play Earthbound as much as I can. Until then, Adam. Uh, yeah, so the thing that they're doing is actually being respectful to the source material. I think this is an outlier. I don't think this is any indication of that video game movies are going to start being good. So, well, he, I mean, <laughs> he also referenced Detective Pikachu, yeah, which is just last I, year. So, what Pokemon is a whole different thing, though, I think. Did you see Detective Pikachu? I, so, I did watch it on Tuesday. Oh, so you watched it Wait, in preparation. So you hadn't for even seen Oh, okay. I had never seen it. So, so what I was your opinion it. on Detective Pikachu? I, li- I liked Detective Pikachu. So yeah, so yeah, that's I yeah. thought it was a great movie. That's two in a row that are actually pretty solid. But I think I'm well, here's the, I think with this trend in this track record, so oh, not track record because it's only been two movies, but we're trending upwards. Yes. You know, and I think especially it speaks volumes that the filmmakers redid the design for Sonic and we're like okay yeah, we yeah. released this trailer everybody hated it so we're going to delay the movie and work and re- reanimate everything and that in in of itself is like enormous in terms of the potential for the future and i think that's 100% why this movie was successful i i, I really i was thinking actually throughout the entire movie i want to see the, the original, original cut yeah i want to see it without without the change i want to see it i want to see if that changes my opinion if we have this weird goofy looking sonic running around the whole movie if i'm just you know i don't i don't think it changes the movie that much like i don't think you know like the movie would still be funny the, yeah. the story would still be planned, yeah, so but Sonic would just look a little different i was thinking that too and i think i was mentioning this to you andrew i think what would have happened was we would have gotten 15, 20 minutes into the movie thinking, oh, he looks gross. This is weird. Yeah. And, and we then, just would have gotten used to it. Yeah, you would have gotten used to it. You would have forgotten about it. You would have watched the movie. It still would have had those laughs probably. I don't Jim think... Jim Carrey still would have been great. And right, yeah. I think you would have walked away from it being... That was that was decent, but Sonic th- looked a little weird. Sonic yeah. looked weird as opposed to people being like, yeah, it was pretty good. Right. And so I think it would have been just a slight... People would have liked it slightly less, but... Here's def- the thing, though, is I think... A lot of people probably wouldn't have given it the chance in the first place if the design if wasn't had wasn't right. On. That's a good point. I, I, do you think it would have been the number one video game movie and on opening weekend if they kept that original design? No. Do, do you think they changed the design if they know it's a bad, if it's not as good? Like they didn't know it was going to be a good movie. So are you saying they had faith in yeah, the movie? Like, They're like, this is going to. We can put this money into it because we know it's going to do well. That's a good point. They yeah. must have known. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think it's super cool. <laughs> well, well, everyone had the conspiracy theory of, uh, oh, they released the, a fake a fake trailer with their early beta right. design of Sonic to, get, to drum up hype. hype. Yeah, yeah. That's a funny one. Yeah. Uh, Maybe no they way. did. I don't, that's no clever way. marketing. Uh, that's clever yeah, marketing. I mean, and it worked. You never know. But next level genius. But no, thing. I think they, they did a great job with the redesign uh, and the fact that they were willing to do it in the first place. Uh, I think... Sets a new standard for video game adaptations. Yeah. Uh, if if you try and make a video game movie now, uh, and you don't comply to the source material, and you know more not fan demand, but try and cater to the to the fans in this right. way, your audience, yeah, yeah, then you're not going to be successful. And I think that's part of the reason why this is the top grossing video game film. So let's answer Adam's question where he said, what, what video game franchise do you want to see turned into a movie next? That is faithful to the source material. Sonic again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, like I'm uh, general, genuinely super excited for the potential sequels. I just, I'm a big tales fan, so I can't wait to see tales. Yeah. Um, 
and like but, there's so much Sonic like story and lore and and so just <laughs> I mean <laughs> that they could just get it like the Chaos Emeralds they didn't touch on. We'll like, probably get a new Sonic movie every two years for the next probably. decade, is my guess. But likely. So honestly, any Nintendo franchise. I want to see Doctor Robotnik shoot the moon with a giant laser. I want to see and put his, his face in it. Yeah, I want to see his, his mean bean machine. Mean <laughs> bean machine. I want to hear him say pinkas. <laughs> so the or pingas. I don't know what it pinkas. is. <laughs> the game that I would love to see adapted into a movie, and it's the polar opposite of the Sonic movie. Is I want to see a Metroid movie where it's Samus alone in space. There's minimal dialogue, and it's a thriller. And it's, you know, it's gives you these heart pounding vibes of Samus being alone in space. Think alien mm-hmm. where Samus is just alone in space and she's fighting these aliens that she doesn't know about. And that's what I want. I think it could be super cool and then, if it's and then done she's well. she's in her helmet the whole time, but you never see her face. And at the end, she takes the helmet off. And it's a girl. <laughs> and little kids' minds are blown. Yeah. I think that would be that, su- that would be really cool. And that goes along with kind of what they're going for nowadays. Uh, it would be super great female representation in film where the main character is a badass female. Mm-hmm. I think that would be super good for young girls to I have think, a role model like that. I think a Legend of Zelda movie would be really cool if they could nail it. Uh, I don't think you could I think nail it'd that. be hard with, with yeah. Link being a silent yeah. protagonist. That one's so hard to pull off. He just, would. It would really need to be something like Breath of the Wild, where there's a strong supporting cast and kind of work around Link's silence. Or do you just take away Link being a silent protagonist and give him a voice? See, I, yeah, yeah, I don't think. See, that's hard. I think that would upset too many people. I don't know. It's tricky. That's it's He's hard had a to voice have a, before. It's hard to have a movie with uh, a silent and protagonist. we all know how those turned out. <laughs> Excuse me, princess. <laughs> Derek, do you have a game? Uh, I. No, I don't know. The Last of Us with Hugh Jackman. I don't. I, so I'm of the mind. I've become of the mind that I don't want video game movies. I don't want video games to be adapted into movies anymore. I used to be like, oh yeah, I want a Halo movie. Uh, got news for you. There's a Halo I, show coming. Yeah, but I am okay and okay with movies that take place in video game universes. Um, like expanding upon the the material to create something new, like not a retelling. Yeah, don't I retell see what you're the, because, like, video games are the, and this is uh just an opinion, like the pinnacle of consumable media to me. I Someone mean, on we, a video game podcast. I has mean, that we, have a, we have. I was gonna say we have a podcast <laughs> about it. So. Um, so, like, video games with good storytelling, they don't take place in an hour and a half. Correct. They take place over hours and hours and hours, and it's not because it's not because there's an hour and a half of story with with hours of gameplay in between. It's because the whole series of the th- like. To, to make a movie out of The Last of Us would be an absolute travesty. Yeah, because they'd really have to like speed up the pacing right. and, and you, like you condense it down. You can, you probably can. Yeah, but it just it isn't. I don't know. To me, it isn't. It will never be the same. And it's, I, I it's a lot of like you get that with books too. Yeah, turning books into movies. But I, I guess the problem is books don't have visual media. Exactly. It's all in your head. Mm-hmm. Anything visual where like video games have it's established visual media. Like 
they're when yeah, like the like Sonic, like when you see Sonic, you see Sonic, and when, when someone when they didn't you, have the design right, they yeah, flipped like, out. Like that's not Sonic. This is Sonic over here. We've already seen him. Like make him look like this. Uh, like poke. What if they made all the Pokemon look different in Detective Pikachu? I mean, to be fair, they made them like they made them realistic. They're a little more realistic, but they still are. The Pokemon, you know, yeah, Charizard they look still looks good. like Charizard. Pikachu still looks like Pikachu. It's not like Pikachu has is now like bipedal and <laughs> like Pikachu. walking around with muscles or a tiny like little mouse. That's true. Like an actual around, you know? mouse. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I think Detective Pikachu really struck that fine balance between yeah. realism and and the original design. This is, this is why when I talk about video game movies, I don't. I don't use the word movie. I, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been using the word adaptation, adaptation because I think adaptation is key. So people complain about mo- books being turned into movies and shows all the right. time Adaptations, because they're not adapting yeah, yeah. it to the new format correctly. And that's where I think Metroid could make an amazing movie because if, if you, you adapt take, it to the format. Exactly. If you, you can adapt it to the format where you take the, the core ideas of Metroid, which is exploration. Isolation. And isolation yeah, and yeah. like horror you can easily adapt that into a movie and it doesn't need to necessarily follow the beats of a video game perfectly right right but you can turn it into something using those core themes that fits into an hour and a half movie and i think that's where things have been f- or most projects have been failing is because they're trying to take exactly what was in the video games and condense it down into a 30 yeah, hour yeah. and a half movie hour and 20 minutes and it just doesn't work because there's not enough time to establish all the character development that you get from playing through a 30 hour game right yeah so uh, and that's i guess that's why uh, i would i guess i agree with you that i would want to see uh or like th- they're making an uncharted movie with tom holland yes i don't i don't want to see that because to me uncharted the story of uncharted has already been told they've told like all of it um i believe they said they're taking a lot of inspiration from uncharted 4 yeah like i've already played uncharted 4 i've already seen drake's character progression i don't think you need to adapt that to a movie yeah what i guess i would be okay with seeing is maybe another story within the uncharted universe uh un you know unrelated to the games arc but maybe i don't know like a different adventure of drake's maybe you know like uh like there was a there was a a spin-off on the on the ps vita uh that like was just it was just before the first one or i think like that and it was just a completely story it didn't really wrap into the other the other ones but it just you know it had its own little story it was self-contained with itself and it was it was okay um but when when you try to like I don't want to see young Drake like you don't want to see the origin of because Drake. I've already seen it yeah. in in Uncharted. Like they, you know, there's a whole there's in the fourth one or is it the third one? In the third one or the fourth one, there's like gameplay sequences of you playing as young Drake. Uh, yeah, in the fourth one, um, you you know, like you're learning about who how he became who he became. In the game, I don't, yeah. you know, like I don't need to see that in a movie with However, Tom Holland. There, you also, I think, I think we're look that you're looking at it through uh, too thin a lens because uh, you really have to, I think, back up and think about like there are a lot of people who aren't gamers who don't know these stories, who haven't played the games, who That's might true. see these movies. Yeah. Uh, 
and you know maybe they don't have the motor skills or they're you know they're from a different time and movies are their you know mm-hmm. m- um yeah the, uh, their preferred method of uh you know consuming media and they have a shorter attention span they don't want to sit down for 15 20 hours to play through this game and they just want to sit down for a couple hours and experience it and i think they might be a little more catered to to them that is a great counter argument i think to my opinion and i definitely like see see that side of things however i also still agree with you (laughs) that they definitely that like the gamer the gamer audience is still there and are probably going to be a lot of the revenue so in order to you know it's it's really a tough line to tread so i think one of the important most important things about adapting video games to different media is is the universe that this video game takes place in interesting and will it work as other medias so uncharted basically indiana jones do we need another series of movies that's basically just indiana jones probably not whereas something like sonic is such a unique thing there isn't a lot of things with blue hedgehogs that can run super fast you know around or sound but on the other hand the assassin's creed world kind of interesting however they botched that movie somehow prince of persia a prince assassin still like that also didn't do well so i guess i'm going against my own point here (laughs) but i think having an interesting universe is also um, a very important factor when it comes to having a video game movie and Uh, i I definitely i I think I think it's also quite telling how the now two most successful video game movie adaptations are like kids movies. Yeah. Like they're defined. One was Pokemon. One was Sonic. They're the main yeah. characters were CGI animals. You know what I know? The other two probably most successful video game movies have been Mortal kids Kombat movies. Which ones? Like Angry Birds. Oh, I, I forgot there was an Angry forgot, Birds movie. I forgot that there, there was, two there was a, Yeah, I was going to say there was two. Movie. Um, How long before we get a Fortnite movie? We're getting the uh, Mario well, movie, I think, in two years. Yeah, I was true. actually, I looked it up on Wikipedia about uh, about all of the video game movies that have happened so far and that are uh, upcoming. Uh, and so far, upcoming, we have Monster Hunter uh, later this That'll year. That'll be terrible. Mortal Kombat, yeah. Uncharted terrible. for next year. Uh, Tomb Raider 2. Terrible. Minecraft, Untitled Mega Man film. What? <laughs> I didn't know they're making a Mega Man film. Everything about it is TBA, Yo. so... If gr- a Mega so Man movie assault. could do what the Sonic movie did... Oh, give it to me. Uh, Untitled Metal Gear Solid film, Untitled Call of Duty film, and Detective Pikachu sequel. No Untitled Goose film? No. <laughs> no <Untitled Goose> Although, <laughs> film, Wait, of the year I from, would film of the year from DICE. I would absolutely see Untitled Goose film. It'll win the Oscar. It will. Um, all right, so I want to read Jordan's thoughts on okay. the Sonic movie, and yes. then what I want to do after that is we'll all give the movie a rating out of 10 based on the IGN scale. So let me read Jordan's thing. He said... The Sonic movie was very funny. Some of the humor was very kid-oriented, but a majority of it was pretty funny, and I remember laughing my ass off multiple times. Besides that, I love the characters, including the chemistry between Tom and Sonic, and Jim Carrey's hilariously chaotic performance as Eggman was honestly one of the best casting choices. It goes without saying that the design of Sonic himself, along with all the little references to the game sprinkled in here and there, would, would make a Sonic fan very happy. It's not the greatest movie in the world, but it was a good movie and an overall enjoyable one at that. Can't wait for Sonic 2 and Knuckles, question mark? <laughs> that would yeah. be Sonic 3 Sonic and Knuckles. 3 and Knuckles. That would be Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah, Sonic 2 <laughs> is the... Come on. Yeah. Come on, Jordan. You no, call yourself a game shark. I don't want them to follow the original game stories. I want them to follow the Sonic Adventure story. Well, they'll get there. it's stupid and ridiculous. 
I want him to kiss a human woman <laughs> named Elise. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I want all of us to give our yeah. Uh, out of ten. One more thing before that, though, to kind of expand on the on the point of them being kids movies and having all of the CGI uh, stuff. I think one of the problems with the uh, other video game movie adaptations that have fallen flat is that they're trying too hard for realism. Uh, you know, with this with like Assassin's Creed and stuff, it's like those things are meant to be a video game mm-hmm. uh, for a reason. Whereas with things like Pokemon and Sonic, it's like you like the designs for both of those movies for the Pokemon and Sonic himself were great. Mm-hmm. So I think just visually going in is already a step up, and kids will see you know that thing and say, "I want to see that, mommy, daddy, please, please take me to see those movies." <laughs> for sure. So I think there's a yeah yeah just go with a. Just go with the CGI, man. Derek, out of ten, what do you what do you give? Sonic? I'll give it a solid six. And Eight. so, so based on the IGN oh. scale, that's okay. Yes, okay. Eight. Eight for great. Yeah, I'm gonna go seven for good. I think it was a good movie. Uh, really funny, generic story, but it's a kids movie, so I'm I'm content with that. Cool. That Sonic the Hedgehog. If you have any. Um, fandom or previous nostalgia or love for sonic the hedgehog highly recommend this movie you'll definitely enjoy it if you don't know anything about sonic the hedgehog but you like stupid jim carrey humor you might still like this movie if you hate jim carrey probably stay away from this movie (laughs) although ben schwartz kills it as ben schwartz is the performances were really good uh so before we move over james marston did a great job playing a white dude (laughs) <laughs> a white dude in CG- a in a car with a CGI animal. <laughs> um, so Very I want to talk about... We've already kind of shit on a lot of bad video yeah. game movies. So I want us to kind of talk briefly. And we'll just mention them mostly. And if you have a couple points you want to hit on why you like them. But I want to talk about some successful video game adaptations that we like. So uh, I asked you guys to think of some of those before we came in. So give me what you got. What do you think? What are some good... So- Video game adaptations. So while I was looking at that list, uh, the only ones I've seen are Sonic and Detective Pikachu. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen any other ones, and I think there's a reason for that. <laughs> okay. That's fair. What about you, Derek? Um, so before Sonic, Detective Pikachu was the first video game movie I saw that was actually good. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, congrats, Detective Pikachu, on winning that award, <laughs> being the first good <laughs> The first good video game movie. Previously, video the highest-grossing video game movie. Um, yeah. Nothing? Uh, nothing. No wow. previous. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> is terrible, yeah. but so much fun to watch because it's so, so bad. So bad, it's I've good. never actually seen it. I've, I it's on my list. I of... highly recommend okay. watching it uh, just because it is so bad. <laughs> it is so bad. Um trying to think like other i i've seen yeah. other, i've seen some of the resident evil movies those movies are just action trash. i was going down i was going they're down not even list. video game adaptations anymore yeah. they're just their own thing there are a lot of those movies i didn't even know existed like i knew there was a the warcraft movie they made i knew there was a street fighter movie i knew there was a was there a previous mortal Kombat? Movie? yeah there's yeah, there's the old mortal, mortal Kombat. Kombat. yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew that all of those existed but i'd never actually seen any of them so i've seen i i can say there were two that i thought were good at the time mm-hmm uh, the Tomb Raider movies with Angelina Jolie. Never seen. I them, saw but... both of them when they came out because um, I I liked Tomb Raider because uh, I had grew up with the PlayStation, um, and uh, as a twelve year old kid, and oh well, I guess at that point no, it might have been like ten year old kid. 
uh, in puberty, watching Angelina, Angelina <laughs> Jolie was great. Uh, but yeah, those movies are not great. In hindsight. <laughs> in until, hindsight. Until recently, I didn't know that Tomb Raider was a video game movie. I thought that the Tomb Raider games were based on the movie. Oh, no. oh really? Uh, yeah. Oh, those aren't terrible adaptations, I think, though. They're just bad movies. That's fair. Like, they don't, like, ruin anything about the I think that's another thing on why, another point on why video game movies in general are not yeah, good. Because like, they're just not good movies. Uh, they're just, yeah, they're flawed as movies, not as adaptations. Yeah. Um, unless you have U-Bowl as the director, and then there's just ter- trash in every <laughs> regard. Um yeah, I don't, I don't think... So, I have a list here of four things, and realizing... I'm just now realizing that three of them are TV shows as opposed <laughs> to movies. Okay. Oh, is but one of them Castlevania? A- adaptations, yeah. So, the first one I have on this list is Castlevania, the Castlevania, Netflix series. Okay. Probably, personally, I think the best of any video game adaptation to, like, movie slash TV media. So I just finished watching it. It's so good. Have you seen it, Derek? I, I've seen the first two episodes. Watch all uh, of it. I have to. Fin- I have to. Yeah, I have it's to amazing. It. All the characters yeah. are great. The voice acting is great. The animation is great, mm-hmm. and the story is super cool. What they're yes. doing with Dracula. I agree with all of that, and I know nothing about Castlevania. Yeah, you're not a Castlevania fan. I am. I a know big nothing Castlevania about Castlevania, fan. and at the, I guess mild spoilers, Derek. Uh, at the in the first season, I was like, is that Alucard? Yeah, they lead. The events of the first two seasons lead up to the beginning of uh-huh. Castlevania three, I believe. So I highly recommend you watch all of it. It's yeah. a quick watch. The first season's what, yeah, right? four episodes, yeah, the second one's yeah. six yeah. or eight or something. So but yeah, I really enjoyed the voice acting. It really does not lay it lay it down on the on the gore. No, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, if you are any sort of a Castlevania fan or just like Dracula based things, <laughs> definitely check out Castlevania. There's a moment in the second season where the remixed Bloody Tears, and I I was like half paying attention <laughs> when it was on, and then I. And then Bloody Tears came out. I was like, whoa. Um, I have on here, I rewatched for the first time since I was a child Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Oh, I've been meaning to the watch the Final Fantasy VII sequel movie. Mm-hmm. It was pretty okay. The, the animation and the CG was revolutionary at the time that it came out. Right, yeah. Watching it in 2020, I thought to myself, Ooh, this is a little <laughs> stiff and awkward. It still looks cool, but there's definitely moments you can see its age for sure. The story. It's a little bit weird and kind of nonsensical, but in a Final Fantasy VII way. So yeah. Right, so it fits. As a big Final Fantasy VII fan, it's cool. I think it does cool things with the characters because they're all there. They all make an appearance. and mm-hmm. you like It just extends the story of Final Fantasy VII, which is fun. I have on here Pokemon Origins. So obviously the Pokemon... I've heard good things about that. The That's Pokemon, the, the like the true remake. Of yeah, so Red like yeah, with so there's the Pokemon and anime with Ash that everybody knows, but they made a six se- episode series where it's yeah, it follows Red mm. and Blue in their quest through Kanto, and it kind of breaks it up. You have to know the story of Pokemon Red and Blue, the games, kind of for this to work because episode one, I think he fights Brock. Episode two, he fights Misty, and then episode three, he's in lavender town doing Uh the stuff there and then i think there's another episode where he's fighting koga or something and then kind of bounce around instead of he bounces around you don't see every gym you don't see so but there's summaries of oh yeah he went here and did this and then this and then now he's here and the episode is based on this so but it does a super good job uh very interesting storytelling and much more interesting than the actual anime which is and the animation itself I, yeah. just from what I've seen seems way it's better it's simple but very cool yeah and the last thing I have on this list is Halo Legends slash all the live action Halo commercials I, so I was gonna add uh, 
Continue. I was going to add uh, so, yeah. some Halo stuff. So the Halo live action commercials are all super. They're all really cool. They're so cool. They're simple, quick, and they're just telling the story of a very specific moment. The one that stands out to me the most is the Halo Reach one where they're in a war zone and they're trying to plant a bomb. Mm-hmm. And it's from the perspective of Kat, who's the female yeah, Spartan. Yep. I think she does. She have a robot arm. Yeah, she has a yeah, robot arm. She does, yeah, and she's carrying this bomb, and she gets blown up, and the Noble Six comes and picks it up. But it's sad and emotional, and there's some really cool music playing. And yeah, it's really good. All of the live action Halo commercials throughout all the years have been really good. And then Halo Legends is a series of seven uh, anime style Halo stories throughout yeah, yeah. the Halo universe, and they're all animated in a different style. So it's really cool, and they're all directed by different people. I'm pretty hmm. sure. It's super cool. There's seven short little films and each one is doing something very different. And yeah, if you haven't seen this, have you seen I've this? Seen, I've seen Halo Legends, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And yeah, I think it's really cool. they did a super cool job with it because none of them, they're all super loosely connected, obviously being in the Halo world, but you can watch any individual one and it's, yeah, it's its own little complete story. They're 10 to 15 minutes. It's yeah. telling its own cool story. So they're all on Netflix. So I definitely recommend those. They're super fun. It's about two hours to watch all of them, I think. So, uh, forward onto have you seen Forward Unto Dawn? I have. Uh, forward Unto Dawn is is pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's a decent. Adaptation. I thought it was decent. Uh, did you see Nightfall? No, which one's that? Night. So Nightfall is the one that's a prequel to Five. I th- it's a Halo Five. Okay. Uh, that one. That one's more of a kind of. It's supposed to be kind of like a thriller. Uh, not horror, but it's it's more of a thriller. Um, that one is okay. Uh, at best, um, it it follows uh Jameson Locke on like a oh okay uh he's like on a planet or moon. So or Locke like is that. the Spartan that's trying to find Master Chief in Halo yeah, Five, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like an introduction to his character, kind of like Ford Unto Dawn was an introduction to um what's his name the the captain of the the Spirit Infinity. of Fire or Infinity. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but yeah. And then there's an animation of uh Fall Fall of Reach, yes, which is which is a book, which is pretty good. Um, which I like because I like that one because it uh, it gives you kind of a little more insight into the other Spartans that aren't really introduced until Halo Five. Yeah, <laughs> unless you read the extended <laughs> material. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, one other thing mentioning expanded material. Um, Final Fantasy Fifteen had a lot of yes. stuff around I mean, it. The I mean, movie we need to get to those a long time. Kingsglaive that was fine, but the Final Fantasy Fifteen Brotherhood. I think it's five episodes. Each episode deals with... Uh, it's an anime style. And each episode uh-huh. deals with Noctis and his relationship with one of his three companions. I think it's four episodes. So there's an episode about how he became friends with Ignis. One, how he became friends with Gladys, Gladios. Gladius? Gladiolus. 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 Uh, and then one, how he became friends with Prompto. And uh-huh. it, it's super interesting because okay. it's all different points in Noctis's life as the prince and how he meets these people and how they influence his life. It's really cool. Um, good yeah. story building stuff for Final Fantasy. Like I said, 15. I've, been meaning, I've been meaning to get there a long time. Yeah. Jeff, um, did you know that there is a Beautiful Joe anime? No. It's bad. <laughs> uh, well, Ripperoni. It I basically guess. just retells the story from the first game, but it's like very much dumbed down and kid kid like. So what you're telling me it's a Henshin Anono baby? Man, if we weren't calling this the Sega meme cast. That'd be the fucking <laughs> podcast title. Uh, it still might be. We'll see. Um, Jeff, I set a reminder on my phone for this. Yeah, Sega meme cast is really good. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else have anything to add about uh, video game movies? There was a Persona 5 animation, which is good. Um, Hollywood video game adaptations suck. 
but they've been but doing better. But sometimes other extended material can be okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they've like, been getting better, I think, is the thing. We're ta- you guys are, I think, optimistic of the future. I'm a I'm little... very optimistic. Uh, not. That's, <laughs> why, that's why I enjoy Sonic so much, is because I was... I was very optimistic, and I had low expectations. When Andrew just read out that list of movies, <laughs> it made me Most even less them, yeah. <laughs> optimistic. Most of them, I was just like, yep, I don't care. Uh, but Mega Man. But Mega Man got me really yeah. hyped. I didn't know they were making Mega Man. All right, cool. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll do trivia, and we'll wrap this bad boy up. Sweet. All right, we are back, and we have a returning special guest. Allison is back, and she's going to partake in trivia. Uh, <laughs> the The topic for this week, obviously, is going to be Sonic. So we got Sonic the Hedgehog trivia. Allison, how much do you know about Sonic the Hedgehog? It's a hard nothing. A hard nothing. <laughs> All, right, All right, so she has a she has a fair shot. She's about <laughs> just as good of a shot as the rest of you clowns. All right, everybody, ready with their notepads? Yes. yes. Yep. Question number one: What is the full name of Sonic's friend Tails? He has a full name. Tails is actually his nickname. What is his full name? Also, this is going to be six questions six instead of five. questions. Because we got Ooh. a question from an emailer. Yo. Nice. That's actually awesome. That we're going to incorporate. Was it, was it TCON? It was TCON. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> wait, so if TCON submitted, a, if TCON did end up being here. I asked him to submit it after he. Uh, decided, okay, nice. Uh, All right. Before he couldn't come. Okay, so we'll have Allison go first. Allison, what is the name of Sonic's friend Tails? Sir Fuzzy Tails. <laughs> Sir Fuzzy <laughs> Tails. Derek? Uh, Miles Prower. Mile, Miles Prower. His name is, uh, yeah, it's Miles Tails Prower. You know, we get like miles per hour because he goes fast. Oh, I get that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. So we started off real easy there. Uh, Derek and Andrew have one point. Allison has zero. <laughs> question, question number two. How many Chaos Emeralds were there in the original Sonic the Hedgehog game? Chaos Emeralds are these gems of chaos, emeralds to be specific, mm. that mm. Uh, have to do with chaos. How many of them were there in the original Sonic game? We'll go Derek first. How many were uh, Chaos Emeralds were in the original Sonic the Hedgehog game? Seven. Andrew? Seven. Allison? Four. It was six. Oh. I, I was gonna put six, but I thought it was a trick question. No, it was a trick question. But uh, I mean, in a way, it yes. is seven starting in the third game. It is okay. In, in the first game. two games, there were only six chaos emeralds. Should have put six. I was gonna. So was so close. Andrew and Derek still have one. Allison has zero. Question number three, sponsored by Tyler Conway. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Olive Garden <laughs> and Olive Garden. <laughs> Uh, t- uh, Knuckles the Echidna is the guardian of which color Chaos Emerald? Mm, this is a question from Tcon. I didn't know the answer to this one, but now I know. It's very interesting colors. Andrew, Derek, did you write something down? I wrote something down. Andrew, what I'm color Chaos Emerald is he the guardian? Well, of? it's green, but it's called the Master Emerald. Allison. Yellow, Derek. So I said green, but I think it's a trick question, Andrew. It is green. Yeah. Oh, it is green. It okay. is green. Why? What did you think I, the trick I was? I thought the master emerald wasn't a chaos emerald. I thought it was the master of all the emeralds. No, isn't that a guy? I don't know. Tikon said it was green. I looked it up. It said well, it was green. It's green. All right. Yeah. yeah. It is green. The master <laughs> emerald is green. Yeah. Yes. That's all. I said. What color is it? 
Uh, so, you know, you're not wrong. So, okay. Derek and Andrew have two points. Allison, zero. Mm. Number, so I guess this becomes question number four. Many people don't know that Sonic is actually an alien from a different planet. What's the name of Sonic's home planet? Oh, jeez. Oh, I knew this at one point. They said it in the movie. Did they really? They really did. I think. This is a guess, but I think I have a legitimate shot. Okay. Allison's got something written down. Derek, do you have something written down? Yeah, I wrote it. All right, Allison. What do you think is the name of Sonic's home planet? Papa Speed. (laughs) (laughs) No, Derek. Uh, I said... (laughs) You said... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you want to say that one again there, Chief? <laughs> I said Casino Zone. I, don't I said Mobius. It is Mobius. Mobius. Okay. Okay. Yep. Is that because it's supposed to be like a Mobius strip where he can continue running infinitely? Uh, sure. I'm going to go with that cannon in my head. I like the sound of that. All right. Andrew has three points. Derek has two. Allison, zero. You have to get... Nope, you can't win. <laughs> There's only two questions left. <laughs> All right, question number five. Sonic the Hedgehog has a lot of animal friends, one of which, first appearing in Sonic Advance 2, is Cream. What type of animal is Cream? Bonus points if you know the name of her chow. Chow. Chows. I'll show you a picture, Allison. Uh, chows are little creatures that they kind of keep as little pets. Little guys. I knew it at one point. Uh, they like float around. Almost, They're pretty I adorable. Put cream you, you again. Love them. <laughs> cream, 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 and cream. Those are chows. Um, so, uh, is everybody ready? Yep. So this is the first ever chance for a bonus point. We've never had yeah. a bonus point before. Well, we've had chances for bonus points. What was the other one? Uh, if, was we could, if we could hum the prelude of light. Oh yeah. You, no one has successfully gotten a bonus point. All right. Well, Andrew, I'm about to prove y'all wrong. Andrew, what is the name? What? Animal is cream. Cream is a rabbit, and, and her, her chow is Chaco. Derek, no. Cream no, is, is a I rabbit, wrong? and her chow is cheese. Allison, is it, was it cheese? Oh, it was fucking cheese. She's a goat. <laughs> <laughs> and her chow's name is Sam. <laughs> no, Derek is right. Is he uh, cream <laughs> cheese? Cream is a rabbit, and her chow is so cheese. Is there, is there a chow named cheese? Chaco? Am I am I crazy? Uh, no, you're not. I'm pretty sure there is. A, I think. Joka, it could be the name of like the robot one that like follows you around. I do not know the name of any chows except for cheese. <laughs> All right, so with that, All right, well, Derek ties it up with the bonus God, point. Fucking bonus! I'm gonna start adding yeah. bonus points in every single one because this is fun. <laughs> um, so you both have four, right? right. Four points. Yeah. Allison has zero. Do you have a tiebreaker? I always have a tiebreaker. He's always got a tiebreaker. Which we usually do just for fun, but hey, maybe. <laughs> Question number five. What famous musician was said to have composed the music for Sonic 3 but was never credited? Oh. oh. This is very interesting fact. If you guys don't know what it is, I'm going to blow your minds, Allison. I don't know yet. Hold on. Yeah, never I know. Never cre- Sonic th- well, Sonic say- 3 and Knuckles or just Sonic 3. I think Sonic 3 is Sonic and Knuckles, right? No, Sonic Sonic 3 is its own game, and then they added Sonic and Knuckles as a sequel to Sonic 3. Yes. Okay, so I think it was just Sonic 3 then. Um, can I get a clue as of what year that came out? Yes, I will tell you what year Sonic 3 came out. Sonic 3... 95. Sonic 3 came out in 1994. Four. Okay. Fake fan. Fake fan. Okay. We'll have Derek go first here. Derek, who's the composer or the un... Uh, what, did, what, did I, what was the word I say? Michael Jackson. Andrew? I put Michael Jackson. Allison? Boys to Men. It was Michael Jackson. <laughs> yes! 
<laughs> wow. Did you guys know that? Or did yeah, you I, guys? I like vaguely knew it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, supposedly Michael Jackson did the worked on the the score for Sonic Three. He got really mad by the limitations of the sound chip of the Genesis. So he kind of rage quit. But so yeah. people, um, the people who did work on it said, or Sega was like, no, he didn't work on it. But people who did work continue working on it said, it, yeah. this is all his work. Uh, and then that's when all the allegations started coming out against him. So, huh. so Sega wanted nothing to do with his name. <laughs> but r- there's the legendary tale that Michael Jackson actually created all the music in Sonic 3. All right. So that brings us to the tiebreaker question where I think it's only the second time ever it's actually relevant. Yeah. First time was Pokemon. Yes. So Sonic is said to be able to run at the speed of sound. What is the speed of sound? Uh. (laughs) In miles per hour, please. Miles per hour. Miles per hour. I'm I'm making it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Good job. Allison, you can answer it too if you want for fun, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. I noticed. Derek, you better not be Googling the speed of sound over there. I'm not. I'm just thinking. Uh, Are you guys good? Do you have something written down, Derek? Yeah, I've got something. Educated guess. Allison, do you know the speed of sound by chance in miles per hour? Hard no. Okay. All right. (laughs) Give us a number. Andrew, alphabetically. (laughs) All right. You Uh, have the. I put 237. Derek, oh, I put 950. The winner, with the number being 767, is Derek. Wow, is it really that high? Yes. I almost, I was gonna, I almost was gonna put 600 and something, and I was like, oh, maybe it's faster than that. You yeah. Don't, yeah. You don't go by uh, prices right rules. No prices right rules. No. We don't do that bullshit. Closest here. by being closest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just double checking this because I've been known to be wrong before. <laughs> yeah, 767. <laughs> uh, in Google, so you know how Google has its formulas, like the built-in uh, uh, calculator? Yeah. You can have speed of sound as a unit. So it says one <laughs> speed of sound, sound is equal to... Wait, so then what's two speed of sound? Uh, yeah. 1,534. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Derek wins his second trivia yes. in a row. Wow, congratulations, it was very, it was Derek. The most competitive yeah. trivia yet, though. That was that very was competitive. Good, yeah. I'm impressed. We had to use the bonus question. I, I'm very and curious. And you got a bonus point. Yeah. To see if T-Con would have gotten all of those right. I would well, ask T-Con. T-Con can email us with his answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to send us uh, questions for trivia... Feel free to send them to GameSharksPodcast at Yahoo.com. If you want to send us your favorite or least favorite video game adaptations, movie, TV shows of that nature, you can send those to that same email. Or if you have any questions for us that you want us to discuss on the podcast, send it there. You can follow us on Instagram, GameSharksPodcast. We have a poster with all of our one-line <laughs> quotes from the Sonic movie. They're I highly quite re- juicy. I highly recommend you check it out. It's really funny, so you can check that out. That'll be posted shortly after you listen to this episode. Again, that's Game Sharks Podcast on Instagram. Um, lastly, next week, we're going to be talking about our first video game book club, which was Earthbound. Yes. So yeah. if you were playing Earthbound uh, with the intent of listening to our podcast after having to beat it, you got one week left or listen to it after you finish. But next week, we'll be doing a full spoiler of our first ever playthrough with the exception of Andrew, who's played through it several times. Nope. Our first experience. That was my second time. Our first experience with Earthbound and what we thought. Yes. So you're going to get all of our thoughts on that. 
So yeah. Also, 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 also. This episode will release on my birthday. So happy birthday to me. Happy birthday <laughs> to Andrew. Uh, birthday episode. We were gonna make you a cake, but then we didn't. So That's fair. We bought you pizza instead. I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Allison. I don't. A pizza is a pie, and a pie is kind of like a cake. So yeah, there you go. By transitive property. Birthday pizza. Birthday pizza. All right. Well, yeah. That's gonna wrap up this episode of the Game Sharks podcast. Thanks for listening. And next week we'll be talking about Earthbound. So get excited for that. And we will see you then. Goodbye, friends. Happy birthday yeah. to you. What is this? Andrew has um, an ice cream ki- uh, sandwich in front of him with frosting writing. And there's a lighter. That's a. Andrew did, he didn't blow out the lighter, but Allison turned it off. What does the frosting say? It says HBD, which means happy birthday. Or how about that? <laughs> or how about that? Happy birthday, Andrew.